And welcome to the Kerrville Podcast, the first episode of 2022. We took a short break through December. Our last guest was the mayor of Kerrville, Mr. Bill Blackburn. Oh, and yeah. we are keeping up with great guests this year, starting off with our first guest, Karen Ann King, this year. And uh, John, I'll go ahead and kind of turn it over to you, and you can kind of get this thing started, and we'll roll from there. Mrs. King, it's an honor to have you on. We had your husband, and gosh, he poured so much value absolutely oh gosh the second half of that podcast he poured his heart out and it, it was amazing it really was well yep. he's an amazing person <laughs> and uh so you are the vice president of texas lions summer camps that's right yeah and um how did how did texas lions camp come about well let's see okay so texas lions camp is a camp for children with physical disabilities um diabetes down syndrome and um we are somewhat of a hidden gem which we don't want to be a hidden gem whatsoever because we do such great things um but i've been with texas lions camp since um like 1994 so there's been lots of transitions but at the same time um originally texas lions camp came about because it was um a camp a summer camp for children with polio and during oh, wow. the polio epidemic, there were campers that they, you know, the thought was these campers didn't, I mean, they didn't do anything um, outside of their usual just living life to be affected with polio. And they deserve an opportunity, just like every other camper, to come to camp. And how Absolutely. do we make that happen? Yeah. And so they created this summer camp. So we have 514 acres right here on camp. And it, obviously it's developed since then and we're developing right now um, to be bigger and better. But from that pandemic of, of the polio, that's how we started Texas Science Camp, and we've come so far. Um, once we once we had campers that we could accommodate for polio, we started with a um, campers with blind that were blind, um, visually impaired. I mean, these kids. If it wasn't for the Texas Lions Camp, would they be able to do things like this? Yeah, right now we it empowers them. It yeah. does. Well, and that's our our whole mission at the Texas Lions Camp is a can do philosophy. Um, if we want these kids to, um, we realize their superpower. We put that super cape on them, and we say, "Let's do this," you know. And that's what's really cool about the Texas Lions Camp. But I think you have to have that mindset in yourself in order to be able to provide that for the campers. So if you ever feel like there's a box within you that you have to live within, um, then you're going to live within that box, yeah, right? Absolutely. And these campers, we have campers from all over the state of Texas. They um, there's over 150 qualifying disabilities that we can have out at camp. Anything from, like I said, hearing and vision impairment to cerebral palsy to spina bifida to um, Down syndrome, diabetes. The cool thing about it is, is that we're a traditional residential summer camp. These campers come to us and they stay a week without their parents. Whoa. And we just accommodate for their abilities. You know, if they they don't have arms or legs and they want to ride a horse, okay, that's literally Wednesdays. We don't care. We make it happen. You that's know, amazing. we give kids that are visually impaired and they want to do archery. We you the crazy part about that is I will put a beeper on the 
on the target, they will shoot my beeper. I have to constantly replace <laughs> the beeper. I mean, you just put it That's out there and amazing. you say, it's possible, let's do it. And then you just, just you figure out how it can be accomplished. But so, that, I mean, these kids, I mean, this is, these are dreams happening yeah. for these kids, things mm-hmm. that they never thought would be possible. Absolutely. That, you, that y'all are making possible. Absolutely. And when you see that every day, it makes you believe that there are bigger things that can be accomplished. And and it it really changes your perspective on life in general. And you realize it there are no barriers in Mm. life whatsoever. You can accomplish anything you put your your head to. You're right, Mike, about that. You know, opening up what a kid knows and and Mm -hmm. believes he can do. And uh, I bet y'all save lives because it can, pro- it probably gets depressing for these children. Oh, you could, know, and, and through the long run, you know, putting as a limitations mom, on yourself. Yeah, as a mom, I look at these kids and I think, number one, I, those parents need just as much of a respite as we do. Because they're dealing with it all, all the time, all too. 24 yeah. 7. Yeah. Which, which I, I want to tell you about a family mm-hmm. camp once we get there, but but um, it, the the cool thing is is that these kiddos they get there, and they 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 think in their head they've been told all these years, well you can't do this mm-hmm. or you can't do that, and then they get to camp and we say why not? Why can't we do that? Absolutely, we can do that. How do we make this happen? And we have this really cool thing at the beginning of camp where you, um, it's the wish stick ceremony and you, you come down and you, um, you make a wish, you blow it into the stick, you put it into the campfire. And then when everybody goes around and puts their wish into the fire, the, the fire grows and then the fire burns down and it becomes smoke and it goes all over camp. And so those goals and those wishes that you just put into the fire are now somewhere on camp and you have to go and find them. And they will wish some of the things that are just the most basic things. Like I want to be able to walk from cabin eight to the picnic area. Okay, let's do that. Things we take for granted. Exactly. Every single day. Yes. And I just remember having one of my campers where we're in unit eight and it, it took us two hours to walk from our cabin to our um, picnic area, which is probably only about a hundred feet, maybe not even, I mean, we're not talking very far, but she was in a wheelchair. She knew she could walk. She just didn't walk that often. Do you know how many songs we sang in two hours time to make mm. it happen? But it happened. It happened. And she did it. And she was, she accomplished huge goals. And then she goes home and she tells her parents all about that. And then it opens up a whole new life where the parents even think, wow, there's so much more that she can accomplish in life. And and you we set thought, bigger yes. goals, right? You set yeah. bigger goals that open so many other things. You know, real quick, uh, since you since you mentioned goals and, and goal setting, you know, uh, goals are like setting your GPS. Mm. You know, when you're when you're going somewhere, if you don't have a goal, it's it's like not setting your GPS. Where are you going to end up? You're going to end up anywhere yeah. in between. You don't know where no you'll direction. end up. 
right. when you set a goal, just like your GPS in your vehicle, and you start working towards getting to that that yeah. point on that map or in the GPS, that's how you actually get to your goals. And Absolutely. I mean, you can set your distance real close, 10 miles, or you can set your distance 1,000 miles. Right. But as long as you have that point and you have the GPS set, you can get to that goal. So I just wanted to point that out that's real quick. That's a great analogy. It, yeah. I mean, it's so true with, with goal setting and GPS. It's just like setting your GPS with yes. goals. You have to know where what your destination is to get there. And when you have a goal, what is it that keeps you moving forward towards that goal? Right. It's, it's hope. You have hope in knowing that something better is at the end. So to me, it's almost as if um, you're in a dark cave and you really have no, you don't know where, do you go to the left? Do you go to the right? Do you turn back around to get out? Where is the exit? How do I get out of this dark cave? Well, you look for the light and the light at the end of that tunnel is what you're going to strive for but that's the hope the hope is that i'm going to get to the light and something's going to change and i think when you set goals for yourself no matter how small or how large they are you've got that hope that you're going to accomplish it and you know when when you prepare to to succeed you always hit the mark you just have to know what you can succeed in in order to get there and that's what's important for you to instill in every child is that there is always something at the end Mm -hmm. that you can accomplish and i don't know if it's if it takes longer or shorter it doesn't matter you're gonna get there just to keep your your eye on the on the gold mrs king what kind of perspective does your position give you on everyday life when when you when you come home and when you walk up these two flights of stairs you know, yeah. what kind of perspective does being around these children give you? So I have this I have this theory on life. My kids love it and they also hate it at the same time. And it is your perception is your reality. And if you don't like your reality, you need to change your perception. Mm. Wow. And it's <laughs> truly that is what life is all about, because you can say that. I'm I physically there are days that physically I know that I probably could not get up those stairs. I'm just going to be transparent. I'm having a total hip replacement on Friday. Those stairs are not something that I look forward to having to do. But to think that I'm going to get that fixed, I can get that fixed. So to me, to complain about the fact that I can't do a flight of stairs for the next couple of weeks, knowing that I We'll be able to do that later. And I have kids out there who probably will never walk a flight of stairs. Yeah, I don't complain much. Unless they set a goal and they go to the Texas That's Lions right. camp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. But you just, you. I think that, yeah, everything about life is about perception. And if your perception is, is that you can accomplish it, you will. But if your perception is, is that you won't accomplish it, or there's nothing rewarding in the fact that you will per- then what's the point? You're not even going to try. So to me, your your perception is your reality. And if you don't like your reality, just change your perception and see it in a different light. And then it you realize it. But that my poor kids have been, they grew up at the Texas Lions camp. You know, so when they say, oh, my leg really hurts. You're like, well, you got a leg, kid. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. Got a leg. <laughs> yeah. So is it hard for a parent for the first time to leave their child? Because these children aren't just, you know, regular running around going to summer camp. These kids, 
some of them don't have arms, some of them don't have legs. I, Is it hard for a parent to be like, look, I'm leaving my child who I have to take care of 24 seven in the hands of y'all. Dude, listen, I've got three very, very capable children, brilliant kids. Um, and they have been summer camp campers since they were five, six, seven, eight years old, right? I am in the camping industry. We were camp directors. I am a registered nurse by trade, and I convince parents to let me take care of their kids in the summertime with special needs. My kids, completely able-bodied. Do you know that I called their camp every single night (laughs) to make sure that they were well and things were fine? And I wrote letters to their counselors about the things that they were afraid of and the things that made them feel better about their anxiety. And that's me with able-bodied children. So for the last 20 Mm. summers, I have had a, a just the blessing of knowing that I convince these parents that, sure, I'm not going to take care of their kids the way they're going to take care of their kids because nobody can take care of their baby like your mom and dad right, can. Right. But I can do it successfully and safely so that we all grow in the process and that you're going to get your child back better than, we, than you gave them to me. And I... In the last, as a medical director there for years, that's where I, I came in as a lifeguard. I worked a se- several summers as a lifeguard. I became a registered nurse. I just couldn't get it out of my, it's a soul tie. You'll never, mm. ever quit. So you, I would work at the hospital, but then I would also work at the camp. And so then I became the medical director. So for about 18 years, while Stephen King was the the director of operations, I was the medical director. So we worked hand in hand together in order to provide this opportunity for the campers. And then once Stephen retired um, from camping and we bought our business, that's. Which is King's Texas Smokehouse, yes. which, exactly. which listened to the Stephen King episode for more information on yes. how that got started. He's and amazing. It, <laughs> he is. He is amazing. Yeah. And, and you guys, you guys went, you guys took probably the biggest risk of your lives to get oh. that to get that started and what you guys went through to get that started up is incredible and and the way that you were able to overcome some things that got thrown your way and and succeed with that is just i mean you you put it all on the line yes well and that was was, powerful yeah very powerful i don't know i i I, yeah it was a big step because we were very comfortable where we were obviously texas science camp is an awesome place we were we had been there for all these years and we just deciding but when the lord opens doors that you know you're supposed to walk through yeah you walk through them with confidence and knowing that he's got you no matter what but some days it doesn't feel like that oh, right yeah, <laughs> we were talking tough. about yeah. this yesterday about god giving you things that that you can handle and then who else would you wish that upon who else who else would you want in your shoes besides you you know right absolutely and the accomplishes the accomplishments that you have have walked through, yeah. There's no comparison, no comparison. But yeah, but the cool thing about that was when the Lord told us, okay, this is what we're gonna do. You know, we 
we did it all. I mean, Stephen had quit his job. He had been there, what, 20-something years? Yeah. He quit his job. We cashed out our 401k. We're going to buy this place. I mean, all in. It, all chips. All uh, in. Literally pushing all yeah. the chips into the yeah. middle of the table. Moving the kids out of the house, the only house they ever knew. Um, I was still working at the school district um, as the the... Um, health coordinator as a school nurse and um, I wasn't making a lot of money but we were we knew this is what we were supposed to be doing so we did it and the crazy thing is is that um we a uh, one year we had moved off camp and we moved into a, a house to just a rental and it was that summer camp, camp had started but I didn't intend to go back I was going to work with my husband at King's Texas Smokehouse. Mm-hmm. And so we were in Camp Wood. It's a Sunday. And we have um, taken Benjamin with us. He's worked the day with us. And then we were going to take him to to um, the river. So we go to the river. We're swimming all afternoon. Everything's great. I'm driving home. It's 8 o'clock at night. Camp already started this would be the first time in 20 years that we were not on camp when campers were coming on camp and it's like uh at this point it's like you probably look forward to it all year long oh, at this point it's and then, your life that's what you live for yeah yeah and then here you are where you know this is happening yeah. but you're not there yeah okay so <laughs> they call me and our friend calls and says, hey, my daughter is a camp counselor out at the Lions camp. And I don't know if you realize what's going on, but the medical director quit. So they're running camp right now without a medical director. Well, remember, that was my job for yeah. 18 years. And I was like, what? So I call my nurses and I say, hey, what's happening? They were like, it's chaos. We just don't have enough people. We're just not. It, things are not running. I'm like, okay. No problem. I'm driving 80 miles an hour down the interstate to get home. And my husband says, Karen Ann, you can't just walk on camp without permission. You're not hired to do that. And I was like, no, they need me. So I called the CEO and the, and the president. And I was like, Stephen Mabry, listen, they need help. I want to come help them. He's like, always welcome. Come back. You know, I, I stepped back into that role. I stayed there till two o'clock in the morning, helping them get back at, organized, get things situated and then the very next day, I said to my husband, because we were driving to Mason to get some wood chips, I said, baby, they, I need to go back. I need to help them. And then I went in and talked to Mr. Mabry, and he was like, okay. So I went back for the summer as the, as the medical director. I was done, went back to my job um, at the school district. Moved, like I said, we had moved off camp, so we weren't living on camp. It wasn't a month or so later that Mr. Mabry called and said, hey, I think we need a king back on camp. Can you, can you come? That's awesome. And I, we moved our kids straight back into the same house that we had raised them in. It just, the lifestyle was right back where we were. The Lord met us exactly where we were and knew exactly what we needed. And it was, and it's been a beautiful thing ever since. So it was, it's really, really, so really So now cool. you're back and yeah. you have King's Texas Smokehouse exactly. on exactly. top of it. Yeah. And, that's that's incredible it really is i mean that's a really crazy story i mean yeah so based off of what you guys went through for king's texas smokehouse and again make sure you you go back and listen to that podcast with stephen king and he has the the entire story of everything that happened leading up to king's texas smokehouse yeah 
Um, how does that correlate with what you teach your campers mm. when they when they go and they they might not have confidence? Mm. Yeah, and and vice versa. Did, did the confidence that that you and you all instill into these kids when they think they go in? I'm I'm sure a lot of them think they can't do some things, right? But they would love to, right? How did that correlate into getting King's Texas Smokehouse? Yeah, so I think I think um, there's a saying that says, don't be afraid to go out on the limb. That's where the fruit is. And I feel like that's you have to have that lifestyle where you're willing to step outside the box and think outside the box and take a little bit of risks in making something possible that you might not think is possible. But the crazier thing is I, we do that, but I have doubts every day. I, I honestly didn't understand why you guys wanted me on this podcast. <laughs> why? You know what I mean? So you, you have to be humble enough to know I can do, I can do all things, but also know that there's a support system there that will carry you through when you feel like you can't. Mm -hmm. And that's the lifestyle you have to always bring to the table is that you have to be willing to go out on the limb. You have to be able to, to think outside the box and make things happen for yourself. That's a, that's a trend. And me and Mike talk about it all the time. Every single prominent guest that comes on, including you, I've seen two things in common, and I've got so much from this podcast just by listening. Um, it's a, a leap of faith mm. and service to community. Every single prominent person we've had Absolutely, on. yeah. And you 100%. Think, yes. You think about service to community, and you're like, wait, why would you give, why would you give your time? You know, I, I thought somebody who's highly successful isn't supposed to give what they have. They're and supposed you keep to keep everything. You you would think that, yes. but that's not how it actually is. Mm -mm. I thought that a year ago, Mike. That that all of these successful people, and, and I still think that sometimes today. Uh, what's what's the actor in the Matrix? Was it Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves. He yeah. gave away he gave away uh, over thirty million dollars of the money he made on the Matrix. He gave away over thirty million dollars to a cancer society i'm like how how could he give away 30 million dollars but it's it, it's community yeah. he just came out it's, with another movie didn't he yeah i'm sure he's yeah. made that 10 times by now uh -huh. yeah well you know? but when we when you talk about service to others we have we have this philosophy that there's others before me mentality so when you come to the texas lions camp and and i'm recruiting camp counselors from all over the world in order to come and, and make camp happen. I mean, you're putting together a little village and a, a small city and putting things together so that people can come and live in your little community yeah. for three months of the year, right? And so when I'm going out to find people who are going to come and work for me, um, it's, it's a hard sell some days because you are asking them to watch after children yes it's going to be fun but there's going to be a lot of work involved it's mm. sweat equity like no other and um it's crazy to me to think that i have camp counselors who want to come back year after year after year and the reason they say they want to come back year after year is because they get so much out of being there to make these campers lives successful 
that it fills them up. How crazy is it that nothing about summer camp is about doing anything for themselves it's all about doing for someone else that fills them up to the point where they want to do it again and again and again every year it's so cool so cool it it feels good i i know it's it's an oxymoron but it really feels good to give oh yeah It, it does and i used to be so selfish and and uh i wouldn't even give myself the chance you know and and now when, when something good happens in my life, the first thing I think about is how can I let somebody else experience this? You know? Yeah. It, it's a crazy switch that, that flips. it is. Well, and I think a lot of it, I think sometimes we as humans become a little prideful when the roles are reversed. So someone wants to bless me. I am a little bit like, Oh no, 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 no. I don't, I don't need that. Thank right, you so much. Yeah. <laughs> but I have, I have, I have this saying that, you know, you can't block someone's blessing. So when, when a farmer goes out to, to till their field and to sow seed, he prepares the soil, right? He knows that he's going to put seed in the ground and he's going to get a crop in return. Correct? Right. Yeah. The harvest. Yeah. When, when the Lord asks you to bless somebody and to sow into somebody's life, it's because he has made that person fertile so that when you put your seed in a harvest will grow and you will reap that harvest because you sowed the seed that he told you to sow so when i say to them oh no 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 thank you i don't need that then i'm blocking their blessing from god so if 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 i've got to be order i've got to in order to give i've got to receive i have to be able to let others just pour into me so that I can see the harvest in their life so that I can give again. Everybody takes their turn. Exactly. And so you can't be prideful and not let someone bless you. That's blocking the blessing that's much bigger than you have. Crazy, that. right? I'm yeah. so happy uh- to have you on. That's why. I knew, <laughs> wow. I knew that moment was going to happen. That was amazing. Oh, uh, man. What are the highs and lows of what you do? Well, so me personally, highs and lows. I'm a... I'm a very um, go, 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 go kind of person. I did realize just this week that my my lifestyle is very caffeinated, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. All uh, day long. Non-stop, I, yeah. Non-stop. I, I hear you. Yeah. First non-stop. thing I do in the morning is I run over to the coffee cup. Coffee pot, make a cup of coffee every single morning. There's nothing wrong with that. I know, right? It's just fine. (laughs) But I am, I do have a full-time job. And Texas Lions Camp is a full-time job. It's a a life. It is a lifestyle. It is. And I love it. And I love being a part of that. I love the difference that we make. But I do know that we also own King's Texas Smokehouse. We have two locations. Um, My future is that investment. And I know that. So I try really hard to to help my husband as much as I can, but sometimes it's just physical help. It's not, you know, maybe it's thinking through some things and giving him a little bit of advice, but he really does all of that. But my best job is mother and wife. And I have three beautiful kids that I know that people constantly are telling us, oh, your kids are so great. I don't know that we've done anything 
other than just give them a little, hey, you guys are great. You led by example. Well, absolutely, yeah. I hope because I think they're just fabulous kids, but I think the hard part for me is juggling it all. And I find that I don't want anybody to lack for anything. I don't want my kids to, I mean, I'm the go-to girl. If you, if you forgot something, mommy's going to take it to you. Mm -hmm. You just tell me and I got you. And I want to be that, but it also doesn't lend very well for boundaries. And you mm. have to be very careful because you you'll learn how to say no. You, yeah, mm-hmm. get overextended. Yes, yeah. and you do too much. But when your heart is constantly for others, you tend to 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 do that. But then you have to remember to just love yourself enough to slow down for a minute and be okay with that. Mike, with success and Mike FM, did um, did it get more hectic? Being, being successful, you know, getting bigger, being successful, did it also come with a price, as as Ms. King says, being more hectic? You know, the thing with Mike FM is, is you know, we do the, the morning show on Mike, yeah. you know, but the, the big thing is community. Mm. Being out there for the community is the biggest thing we do. You guys by, are everywhere. And, and you have to be. You you have yep. to be there for your community. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the radio, st- and, and I know we have fun during the morning show and we get pretty ridiculous. On the morning show, I mean, we do every single morning, but there's also another aspect of that that's that's kind of hidden. But the radio station needs to be a mirror of the community, and yeah. and do things and be part of the community. And that's I think that's led to more success for Mike FM and all jam broadcasting stations mm-hmm. than anything. Back to service. It's, it's not so much about the talent. It's not so much about the comedy. It's about serving your community. The same thing Karen Ann's been talking about. Being there for others, and you get what you give. Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. So, and that's that's what we're here for. And you know, at Jam Broadcasting, that's what we do. We 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 plant seeds in businesses. We plant seeds. What well, we work with the smallest businesses here that are just starting out that don't have capital, and we 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 nourish them. And our philosophy here is to nourish those businesses, and as they grow. The same thing Karen Ann was talking about. It comes back to us. And bless you too. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. so that, that's amazing. I, I, that's my idea of success, being able to, to provide value. And that's, that was one question. That's actually my last question for you. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to hit on it. What does success mean to you? And, um, do you consider yourself successful? Wow. So success and wow. What does success mean? You know, I think when you look at success in, in so many different aspects of your life where you would see success in one place maybe someone else wouldn't see that as success or maybe you don't see success but somebody else does see the success and to me I think I think success is feeling fully confident that you've done something that positively affects other people in the long run. Like your legacy? Your legacy, your, your, your children, your marriage, your friendships. If you have people who, who look at you for advice, like I, I'm 
honored and when people call me for my advice. I'm yeah. honored when someone thinks highly enough of me to want to know what I think. And I try not to just solicit advice unless somebody asks me for advice because sometimes all they want to do is just listen. So the success is knowing that you've presented yourself well enough to those people who are the closest to you that they know that they can depend on you. They know that you um, will always lead them in the right direction. They know that good judgment. Yes. That yeah. You're, they're going to call them on the stuff that probably doesn't look, it's a little hokey. Yeah. Let's be realistic. How do you really feel about that? But then you're also going to say, listen, don't believe that about yourself. Pull yourself up and know these are the things that you've accomplished. Look at those things and move forward and you'll be fine. But yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is just knowing that you are truly who you are all the time and people see that and you're successful in being able to help others see their goals and accomplish their goals, you know, but that's different for every person, you know, Mm -hmm. success in my kids is that they're going to be more successful than me later in life. And I'm excited for that. But I tell my kids every day, I'm not asking for perfection. I want progress. That's it. Boom. Yeah. 1% better every day. Amen. Yeah. I'm reading a book right now that talks about that. It's a golden habit. But um, Mike, I never asked you. I really, I haven't asked you on the podcast. What is, what does success mean to you? Is it, is it and you're similar? Me on the spot here, aren't you, John? I, I'm sorry, dude, I have to. I, um, I don't know if I can, if I can come close to what Karen and just said. <laughs> um, we'll get back to you on the next podcast okay. with that one. All right. Yeah, so, sorry, Mike. That's okay. I'm like, we're gonna 2022 is gonna be. Hard. We uh, <laughs> we just hit 33 minutes. Look at that. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we'll get back to you on the next one uh, with that. This one's all about Karen Ann. So uh, uh, amazing. And you can get more information about the Lions Camp, Texas Lions Camp at lionscamp.com. That's correct. Also. So uh, you threw out a lot of uh, good motivational stuff there and a lot of inspiration, Karen Ann. So thank you so much for coming on today. Um, you got anything else you want to say while you're here? No, just truly Texas Lions Camp, um, lionscamp.com. We are a nonprofit organization. All of our campers come to camp at no cost to them or their family. So we're always looking for people who want to help support us in that. And um, this year we're doing family camp. So if you have a camper with a qualifying disability under your roof and you want to have a couple of days and an outdoor experience with your, with your family, look us up. We're ready to, to serve in that capacity. But I think bottom line is, Go out there and do good things. All right. There you go. Uh, The first Kerrville podcast of 2022. Couldn't think of a better guest than Karen Ann King. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so uh, much. We'll be back with the next one uh, within the next couple days. So uh, thank you so much, Karen Ann. And that's going to go ahead and wrap up this edition of the Kerrville podcast.